It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 191, entitled Flying Horses. It was recorded on Monday, the 10th of January, 2022. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and as always, I am joined by some notable WordPress guests. This week, I'm joined by Michelle Frechette. Mark Westgard and Ronald Jigsell, and we're going to talk about the different bits and pieces of news that have happened not only this week but also during the holiday period. First up, we show you the new block pattern directory and have a little browse around, see how that works, and then a different kind of directory created over at Gutenberg Hub. It's the WordPress themes directory, and well, it's a third party take on a themes directory, and it looks really, really nice. We then get into well, there's a course starting this week. It's a webinar, it's all about Jamstack, and so we mentioned that. Then move on to talk about the fact that Yoast SEO is moving out side of WordPress and they're going to be including Shopify stores in the near future. Joe Casabona has his 2022 year in review and it's a very honest portrayal of his last year. We talk about Jeff Starr's new book all about SQL. It's a bunch of recipes to help you learn SQL. And then we talk about whether or not the no-code way of doing things is the way in the future. Perhaps we're moving towards a yes-code future. Simple CSS is a new framework designed by Kev Quirk to keep your CSS frameworks light. The whole thing only comes in at about 4K. Patchstack have got a new way of doing login protection. And there's a couple of deals around. The most notable is WP Funnels over on AppSumo. And then there's a few freebies at the end, some lovely photography over on The Guardian, and some free recordings from days gone by. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. Hello, 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 hello. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. I don't know if there's anything else. Good something. Um, <laughs> good day, welcome. Good yeah, good day. day. Good, good day, sir. Yeah. Welcome to uh, the first This Week in WordPress of 2022. An absolute pleasure. We took the, the week off last week, basically because I'm lazy. There's no other excuse. But we're back. We're back. And we've got a really nice panel joining us today. First of all, I'm going to introduce my co-host. Traditionally, the co-host kind of resides over there somewhere, but... Um, the co-host Michelle. had to deal with snow this morning, so she was the oh, last one in the room. <laughs> that's fine. Oh, really? Okay. Tell us about the snow. What, what like? Are you talking like inches, feet? How does it well, work? Well, we had inches over the weekend, but then it started snowing again this morning. It's currently minus eight Celsius, um, eighteen degrees Fahrenheit. So. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah this is the kind of. I see that... only green out Ronald's window, unless that's, <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> unless that's CGI. I'm very jealous. <laughs> well, I'm going to introduce you properly though, because um, okay. this is Michelle Frechette. If you didn't know, she is the director of community engagement for Stella WP at Liquid Web. In addition to her work at Stella WP, Michelle is the podcast barista at WPCoffeeTalk.com. She's the founder of UnderrepresentedInTech.com, the creator of WP Career Pages, the president on the board of WP the uh, Big Orange Heart, the Director of Community Relations and Contributor at PostStatus.com, author, business coach, and frequent organizer and speaker at WordPress events. She lives outside of Rochester, where it's currently snowing, which is in New York, yes. and she's an avid nature photographer. Yeah, I, I really enjoy looking yeah. at your pictures, especially of Thank the you. birds. You're obviously into that. And you can find out more at her website, which is meetmichelle.online. There's a lot going on there, Michelle, but... Uh, 
thank you for taking out time each, well, most weeks in your busy schedule and being with us. Appreciate it. I love this show. It's fun. To, it's fun to be here. It's it's yeah. really fun because it's we can't change anything. It's live, and what happens happens. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Okay, let's move on. We have with us also over, yes, got it right. Um, we have Mark Westgard from WS Form. I can't remember, Mark, if you wrote anything in there. I don't think you did give me a biography, so I'm just going to make one up. Mark lives in the USA. He's from a, he's from the, the United Kingdom originally, and he is the founder, coder, general, amazing person over at WS Form, which is a form plugin for WordPress. And I might add, it's a form plugin for WordPress that if you haven't checked out, you probably should because because it does a boatload more than you would ever, ever anticipate. So a bit of a plug there, yeah, Mark. I hope that's all right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. No, that's Thank fine. You. Anything I missed? That's it. It's that's all a... I am. <laughs> that is it's, not minus eight where... <laughs> it's not minus eight where you are, though, is it, Mark? No. It's a lot no, harder no, in no, Georgia. No. It's, it's about... 70 degrees centigrade and uh what's that no 70 degrees fahrenheit i was gonna say you should melt <laughs> yeah yeah i'm still i'm still mixed between the us and the, the uk after 15 years um so yeah about, no, about what's that 21 celsius so yeah not not too bad here today oh stop it 21 celsius <laughs> is, a, is a fine summer's day in britain it is um, yeah speaking we'd be of britain, the beach, wouldn't we yeah we would we would be on the beach but yeah speaking of britain i have somebody also in the uk UK with me today so oh look at that what it's like two halves it's there's the pond there is the Atlantic Ocean right down there we've got the USA on one half and the United Kingdom on the other it's Ronald how are you doing Ronald I'm good and I'm even south from where you are because you're in Yorkshire and I'm sort of in the middle in the Cotswolds so it just almost worked Yes, yeah, that's right. Yes, it does. Yeah, we should probably swap. Yeah. Anyway, but um, Ronald just simply wanted me to tell you that he was a marketing and partners consultant. I, d I did write, write the whole thing, though. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, I'm so sorry. I bet you I saved over yeah. the top of it. In which case, Ronald, so as not to spoil it, would you introduce yourself correctly? Because I've butchered it. I, I can, yeah. So I, I, I work with uh, companies and um I support their Google marketing uh, and various other marketing activities, um, but also I'm the co-host of the WooCommerce London Meetup, as well as a co-host for Do The Woo, and do a lot of podcasts together with uh, with Bob and other panelists, which is a which is a whole other thing as well. Um, yeah. yeah, I live in in, in the UK and uh, near the Cotswolds. So well, and it's uh, it's a it's a bit rainy here. Um, Michelle noted earlier that it's green and it's white where she lives. So I think yeah, fair. yeah, it's cold, miserable, but it hasn't yet managed to snow here. We never quite do uh, get over that nah. tripwire. I want it to. If it's going to be this cold and this miserable, it might as well bloom in snow. But it never seems to. Anyway, typically the British have started talking about the weather. This heralds a time to move on. Let's <laughs> let's get on to the more important stuff. If you're joining us live um, and you feel like sharing it, then please do so. I think probably the best yeah. way to do that would be this one. There's a URL for you. Share this URL, wpbuilds.com forward slash live. Put us, on, put us on a different screen for a moment. Open up Twitter, open up Facebook, whatever you like. wpbuilds.com forward slash live. The more the merrier. It'd be nice to have a whole bunch of you. If you want to 
comment, um, Facebook sees fit to sort of hide your avatar and name unless you click a special link if you're watching over on the Facebook side of things. And the special link is chat.restream.io forward slash Facebook. It should be buried in the comment right at the top of this video. And if you go and click that, then we can see who you are. A little workaround is just to write your name at the uh, in the you know the first couple of sentences that you write just say who you are otherwise you'll come across as a facebook user with a default little profile picture which is no good to anybody so do that but anyway nice to have you if anybody has actually joined us live looks like they have thank you jeff for coming along very nice good morning indeed indeed it is it's the afternoon at this point cowbells now i don't get this joke maybe this is a is this okay, an inside so joke it is. Well, it's a it's a Twitter thing now. It's not an inside joke, but if you last week, I believe it was Friday, I just sometimes tweet stream of consciousness, which is probably to my detriment. And I just wrote, I want a cowbell, that is all. And now there are probably 30 different people who have added them to cart on Amazon. And I'm terrified to go to my mailbox. <laughs> Over the course of the next week, I'm going to guess that you uh, that you got the Will Ferrell joke posted at you quite a lot. You know the more oh my goodness, quite a bit too. Yeah, I've never owned a cowbell, and it just it just looks like fun. And I and I was told by several different people, you can read it; it's all on Twitter. But that if I would somehow bring them with me to WordCamps, then I would be guaranteed to have more. And as most of you know, I I use a mobilized scooter at events like that. I could just do like a. <laughs> check the mail jeff says i could just like you know like after somebody's been married they put like the tin cans and everything behind their car i'm just gonna like announce my presence by dragging cowbells with me wherever i am well so here, here we go if you want to fill michelle's life with joy no go no and no actually we're good we're good buy her a cowbell. <laughs> no, no, she doesn't want any cowbells i'm gonna uh, but... be like donating cowbells to local children's <laughs> oh well thank you jeff for uh, for making the beginning of the show a little more light sending them to brilliant. all of your children <laughs> Uh, Maya, Maya Longcar says, hello. hello. Hi, Maya. How are you doing? Uh, Courtney Robertson says, happy Monday indeed. Peter Ingersoll, um, good morning from Connecticut, USA. And Jeff C is, <laughs> he wants a live unboxing of the cowbell. <laughs> Jeff, keep this coming. This is going <laughs> to punctuate the show with so much hilarity. It's brilliant. Um, one more time, if you fancy sharing the show, just before we get started, go to wpbuilds.com forward slash live. Send people there. That's probably the easiest way to do things. Okay, let's get stuck into the show properly. WP Builds, there's our website. Um, if you fancy subscribing to what we do, go and you know, fill out that blue form thing there and uh, and you'll be subscribed to us. Alternatively, go to our little subscribe page and over there you'll be able to find all the different channels, the YouTube, the Twitter and what have you. And there's a couple of forms here to fill out. This one is if you want to be kept up to date with our content and this one here is updating you on any deals that come our way that we hear about. But let's get stuck into the WordPress news properly. Firstly, an apology um, we've had a few weeks off. Not only did we have the, the sort of holiday season, but I also, like I said, took last week off. So if a couple of these news items have crossed your path over the last week, apologies for that. But they're not stale to me, even if they might be stale to you. First thing up, really exciting, like genuinely exciting. That sounded like really sarcastic, but it wasn't supposed to. <laughs> this, is, um, this is wordpress.org forward slash patterns. Let me say that one more time wordpress.org forward slash patterns. This is the very beginning 
of an exciting project to make patterns much, much easier for you to drop into your WordPress block editor-based websites. It's, as you can see, it looks very much like the, the plugin repo. Uh, essentially, you can filter by category. You've got the option to look at buttons, columns, featured, gallery, and so on and so on. You can look at this at your leisure, but it's so simple to use. I really like it, dead easy. You simply go to a website, you have a look at it, you decide if it's what you would like to use. You've got the option to sort of change the uh, change the viewport aspect ratio, have a little look. And then if you like the thing that you're looking at, all you do is you click the copy pattern button, just like that. It's now in your clipboard. You head over to the website that you would like it to be in, drop it into a block and click paste. And that's all there is to it. What more is there to say? I just think this is absolutely fabulous. I'm going to open up the floor to anybody who wants to butt in. I like to uh, log in to uh, collect your favorites so you can build up your own uh, library of uh, your favorites. Because I, I can imagine as it grows, it's going to be quite difficult to search with, especially search with keywords, something that relates to design. That must be quite Yeah. Difficult. I mean, a black button is, is a black button, and you probably get a whole lot of black buttons. But when it comes to columns with a, a funky wavy pattern, it's, it's quite difficult to get that. It's it's relatively um, small the library so far, but I, I confess I, I hadn't seen that. Yeah. So it, it, how does that work? Do you know how that works? Do I just simply? So I I don't think I'm logged in because I'm in 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 an incognito window. Have you experienced that, Ronald? Do you just sort of click like a little heart icon and make that your yeah, it's own? It's the same as the uh, plugins and themes. Got it. I remember. Right. I haven't done it for a while, I must say, but um, yeah, you, you can add your favorite plugin, so it's easy to find. Yeah, I think I think you made a good point there. It, at the moment, it's very sparse. Uh, so, for example, if we click over on the buttons patterns, there's only nine columns, twenty-three. The ones that are being featured, and I don't know what the criteria for this is, whether it's popularity or just some person at the directory deciding what's what. Uh, there's fourteen in there. Gallery nine header. You get the point. We're we're well under sort of the number 50. And I think I'm right in saying Mark and Michelle, because you were both at State of the Word, I, I seem to remember that Matt's ambition is to get this up into the like multiple, multiple tens of thousands or something. Yeah, I think it really mm -hmm. needs to be to be to be more usable. It's a great start, but um, I can imagine the categorization on this is going to become quite extensive. Um, and I, I wonder whether they might introduce patterns that are a little bit more generic um you know more and more of a layout rather than actually having content in it i think it's nice to have the content so you can see what it looks like um but yeah i can see this really really growing quite extensively it's a great idea and if you have a look at it behind the scenes when you hit copy it's just kind of copying the gutenberg markup and then when you paste that in it just makes that part of your gutenberg content so it's it's a it's a really cool concept the way it works behind the scenes as well the um, yeah, unfortunately, because of the nature of the way I've shared on this uh, live stream, I can't actually put any other window apart from Chrome up. So, right. but I, I'll, yeah, we take your word for it. If you copy yeah. and paste that into a, a Word document, you're just looking at the Gutenberg markup as you would see it if you click the uh, the code view on. Exactly. On yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Michelle, anything on this very exciting moment? I love the fact that some of the things that we're doing with thing, like like our directories, our pattern directories, our photo directories, things like that, are making it more accessible to people who aren't developers, aren't in it to learn code. 
Um, you know, there are lots of people who are building a website for their own business. And, you know, having to learn code is not something that's in their, um, you know, their ability. So let, let's say they're, they, they're a house painter and they want to build a quick website. They have access to tools to be able to make a website that looks fantastic without going to a proprietary website builder like Wix or Squarespace or one of those places. So they can do all of that with, I mean, granted, there's some research still involved, but they don't have to like dig into code and do things like that. And so I think this is a great way for making the website or making WordPress um, more accessible to people who are not developers. Yeah, my my initial thoughts are: I think the 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 way of copying and pasting at the moment seems like trivially easy. Um, it's interesting though. In the comments, Courtney, thank you, Courtney um, Robertson has said when five point nine ships in well, what is that now? Like just over a, just over two weeks on the twenty fifth, there's an update coming to patterns permitting folks to submit patterns easily, um, grabbing a link. So, Courtney, perhaps if you could flesh that out over the next couple of minutes, do you mean that we'll be able to create our own patterns and then submit? Submit them to the directory um, via a website that we've already got going. Perhaps, perhaps that is what you mean. Getting back to this page, though, I, I kind of wonder at the moment because everything is organised by category. I mm. wonder what it'll look like when it's really busy. But you would like to filter by, well, essentially something done under the same umbrella, so maybe by the same author or obeying a certain pattern or a same width ratio, or a, I, I don't yeah. really know, but just the idea, for example, if I like this one and I want lots more which look just like this, but maybe it's yeah. floated right and not left and it's got forms that fit with this feel, I wonder if that's going to be something that's uh, coming down the road. Do you know if they're going to extend this to themes as well? Because I know that with themes now you can bundle these patterns in with the theme um which is kind of going to kind of kind of flow into the next thing you're going to show nathan but the i know with with the themes now you can actually have a pattern library within that um so i wonder if they'll expand that out to themes so that you've got yeah. a theme with all the multiple parts within it that you can download separately i'm, I'm not sure no, I don't know, but curious to think that once upon a time, the plugin directory had these kind of numbers as well. You know, if imagine right. re rewind, <clears throat> God knows, I mean, probably like 14 years or something like that. There was there was the plugin directory and it had like 25 plugins in it. Fast forward to today, however yeah. many tens of thousands there are now, it's a huge number. I'm, I'm imagining that give this the space of one year, this will look remarkably different. And like you say, yeah. Mark, searching and filtering is going to become a really important part of it. A few comments that have come in from this. This seems to be a question coming in from Jeff. He's saying, can the pattern directory only go as far as how creative you can be with core blocks? I don't know if that's a question or not, but thank you. Um, copy and pasting a block pattern is pretty darn snazzy. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I was thinking that mm. myself. Just copy it, go somewhere else, paste it in. doesn't get much easier than that. And... Jeff also says he'd like to search for a resume block pattern, which doesn't exist at the moment. Idea for anybody that wants to make it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Those are the sort of things that I think will be quite useful for filtering in the future. You know, a whole yeah. suite of resume ones, um, I don't know, form ones and so on and so forth. Let's see yeah. what time brings. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's the, that's the WordPress.org take on things. And obviously it's patterns. So in theory, you can drop them wherever you've got a WordPress install. Just moving along slightly. This, this I think, cropped up before Christmas. But like I said, first time we've done one of these shows. Oh, I should probably go back. This is at themes.gutenberghub.com. 
themes.gutenberghub.com. Let me say that one more time, themes.gutenberghub.com. And this, my, my point of contact with this was Munir Kamal. I don't know if he individually, singularly is responsible for this or if it's a team effort. I know that he works with Extendify, but I don't know if it's under that umbrella. But it's his Gutenberg Hub project. And he's now got a, a theme directory, which I find quite curious. Obviously, we've got the WordPress.org theme directory. But this is ones which work particularly well with Gutenberg. At the moment, it looks like we've got about, what's that, 12 per page. And it looks like we've got three pages currently. So just, you know, just over 30, something like that. It's quite a nice process as well. You go, <laughs> Kubrick, look at that. Um, you go to, you, you just sort of pick one by the thumbnail that you like the look of. If you want some more information about it, you, you click on it. You can then click on a preview and something just like the customizer pops up where you can see what all of the different elements of this might look like. If you want to see a little bit more, you can take a look at some of the different kind of pages, like how might an About Us page look and how might a, a sub page look. And then if you want to see what all of the, you know, the H1 through H6 and blah, 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 all of that kind of stuff, you can uh, you can do that as well. And um, like I say, there's about 30 of these at the moment. When you have decided which one you want, you simply go to the download button and you download a zip file and presumably go to your WordPress install and update it. I just thought this was, like I say, it's a little bit old. This news may have reached you by now already, but I just thought this was well worth mentioning because it's a lovely little project. Anybody else yeah. want to jump in? I, I installed one of these last night just to have a look at it, um, and they're they're great quality little themes and these are themes that have the Gutenberg patterns built into them. So they have like various header blocks, various footer blocks, patterns. Um, you can just drag and drop into Gutenberg um, and have a play around with them, but uh, really nicely put together. Yeah, just just really nice sort of community <clears throat> endeavor, right? Mm -hmm. Just lovely. Um, Michelle or Ronald, anything on this? It reminds me of what a lot of different um, uh, page builders are doing. So, you know, with, with Cadence uh, theme and Cadence blocks, we are doing a lot of those kinds of starter themes as well that work really well to get things up and running. And I'm as I'm building things myself, I'm constantly like feeding into Ben Rittner's ear like, oh, we should have a starter theme that does this. And oh, we should have a starter theme that does that. And this is doing that for Gutenberg for um, for the masses. Yeah, Ronald. Um, I think it's great to see the design, initial design, but I think the, the issues sometimes can come in when you add functionality. If you, you know, simple, simply install uh, WooCommerce or some other uh, plugins, how does that play? How does that work? And that's very often where the frustration starts because, um, you know, if, you, if a simple block and you add one or two plugins, that's fine. It probably works lovely. But adding more functionality on top of functionality, whether it's a marketplace or, you know, a form builder and things don't really quite align as you would like it to. That's when you get frustrated and then kick it out, try something else that doesn't work. And, you know, you go into this panic mode of trying different themes and patterns and so on. Um, so I don't know what the answer is, but it's, uh, it, it, it's nice to play with. And I hope that people will leave feedback and say this works beautifully with uh shall i give you a plug um, ws form for example um <laughs> just to say well this works really well together so you know that's a good stack that's a good uh, good solution solution if you want to do x y and z 
Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> the one that I tried did have WooCommerce elements to it, which was nice to see. Um, so it did have you know, product layout in there. Um, so they were pr pretty, I mean, the one I tried, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if all of them are like that, but the one, one I tried, they did, did seem like they'd done quite a bit of work on it, which is good to see. I it's a bit of a must now, isn't it, to have WooCommerce as a, yeah, as a yeah, of your starter yeah. company? Yeah, everything I see that comes out, everyone's like, okay, but does it work with WooCommerce, you know? And yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's kind of an essential nowadays. So it's nice to see that they had, they had done that on some of these. Look at that beauty. Kubrick, oh, remember the day. I was here. do remember the day of that. That's that's kind of cool. Um, who wait, knows? Wait when... twenty years. Uh, yeah, yeah. Come back in fashion. <laughs> who knows where Mania is going with this? I don't know if this is a philanthropic effort or if he's got designs on perhaps making their paid add-ons or something in the future. But for now, a remarkable effort um, and yeah. definitely worth checking out. Themes.gutenberg.com. And just to your point, Michelle, about the bits and pieces being added to Cadence, Rob, hello, Rob. Nice to have you with us once hey, more. He's uh, making the point that he's enjoying his experience with Cadence. He says he loves Cadence, Michelle. Yeah. I just I just built my first site with Cadence recently. I'm, it go. I was, it was great. So I have been using Linktree. Are you familiar with Linktree? I know no. you, you. Okay. So Linktree is something that a lot of people in social media use to point you to all the different things that they do. So, uh, you know, you can go, here's my fundraiser for this. Here's my main website. Here's my social media links, et cetera. But the link that I put in my bio here, which is meetmichelle.online, operates very much like that. But I get all the traffic instead of sending my traffic to something like Linktree. So, um, so I did that all using Cadence, the Cadence theme. And painless sort of learning experience. Yep. I think I, I executed that site within about 40 minutes total. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Nobody... It is a one pager, but oh, well. you know, one of the nice things about it too, when you're building your own site, right? So you're whether you're using Cadence, you're using Gutenberg, whatever you're using, you have the ability to add things that all of these other third parties don't have, right? So if you look at the site that I built, which I'm not saying that you should necessarily do that at the moment, but I've actually added a form to the site. So if somebody wants to be in contact with me, I'm not sending them off site to yet another website to just do a quick contact. I use WS form and embedded it right on that page. <laughs> Getting all the love today, Mark. It's uh, I know. yeah, that's oh, great. I'll just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Shosh. <laughs> Nothing can go wrong. Um, How do you think I got paid for that article? Like, I need a developer <laughs> license. <laughs> that's for later. That's a secret. Um, Jeff C. Jeff, what what a deluge of um, comments. Thank you so much. He says he finds it interesting how individuals can create these new theme directories concepts, but to apply their ideas to the official theme directory requires going against a good bit of friction. Yeah, good point. I wonder if wonder if Mania actually just thought it was easier to put 36 themes together on his own site than it would have been to try and submit 36 independent themes to the plugin directory. Yeah, that's, that is a good point. One wonders. Okay, let's change direction completely. I just wanted to give a, a hat tip to a live event which is coming up. I should probably just share my screen again. Here we go. Um, this is the the Body.Works site. If you're interested in Jamstack and all that goodness, um, then there is a webinar actually starting not long after this particular episode of the podcast finishes, if you're watching this live. Um, so it's, oh, no, I am completely wrong. It was on, it's on January the 12th. Yeah, apologies. For some reason in my own head, I had this coming out uh, today. So there's much more time. Don't panic. 
This is a, a, a webinar called A Crash Course in Jamstack with Headless WP, Astro, and Body. So the correct dates and times are actually the 12th of January at 5 p.m. UTC. I'm going to drop the link into the show notes. Uh, you probably can't see it if you're watching this live, but if you can, it's just there. Let me see if I can add that as a caption. Here we go. Right, let's put that one on then. There you go. That's the... Uh, that's the URL that you're going to need. I'll leave that on the screen for a couple of moments. But basically, it's for WordPress developers, uh, Jamstack developers, and product owners. If you want to demystify this, Daniel Olson, and um, I, I never know how to... Matchek. Matchek, yeah. I don't know why I can't get that in my head. I had to phonetically write it down when I was doing the podcast with him. Um, and they're going to be doing that this coming Wednesday. So if that kind of topic Great. interests you, check yeah. out the URL on the page. And like I said... I'll put it in the show notes. Right. Okay. Nothing more to add to that. But this was a piece of news that took me by surprise. I did not see this coming. Bit of stale news. Apologies, because this has been out for a little while now. But nevertheless, um, Yoast is coming to Shopify. Didn't see that coming. Obviously, everybody knows of Yoast. You've probably got Yoast tucked away on a one or two websites of your own. The brilliant, brilliant plugin that helps you manage all of your SEO goodness on your WordPress websites. Well, they've got a bit of a pivot going on. As always is the case with these things, they make great they go to great pains to to make the point that their WordPress stuff is not going away. This is a bit of a bolt-on, a new addition. I don't know if they've hired extra people to make this work or if they've just got this as a bit of a side project. But they're coming to um, coming to Shopify to make your Shopify website or web store a little bit more SEO-friendly. And it's called an app. It's not a plug-in on the Shopify side of things. My, my thoughts on this are, why not? But also, if I was a Yoast SEO customer, um, I would be. I guess I would be wanting to know where the where the sort of the hours of development are going to go in the future, and whether or not they have got a new hire and what have you. Um, Ronald is steeped in sort of WooCommerce side of things. So I don't know if you've got any thoughts on this. Well, my first thought was um, because did they not add SEO to Drupal in the past? So it seemed makes sense they they you know pivot to other platforms as well. Um, I think it's a good move because, you know, if you have the code, if you have the, and, you know, the, the subheading is SEO for everyone. So why not outside of um, WordPress? Um, in terms of plugins pivoting into other uh, commercial um, hosted platforms, I think from a, from a business owner's perspective, it makes sense because you, you, upcycle a lot of the same code and functionality and instantly generate a new uh, revenue stream. So I, I think it, it, there is, there is, there is a, a good reason for it. I think WordPress people are very proud of their WordPress ecosystem. So some might take a little offense by it. Um, but then again, if revenue gets poured into open source, then, you know, maybe it's a win-win. Mm. I'm on the fence on this one. Um, but I think from a business perspective, it's um, it, it makes sense. Do you know, it's gone off the tip of my tongue. Who bought Yoast about six months ago? Who was that? That's <coughs> Newfold? Newfold. That was it. It was Newfold, wasn't it? And there was yeah. some concern around that. And I wonder if this is a this is a new project. We hopefully will be having Taco 
um, from Yoast on the on the show in the very near future. And so maybe if we squirrel this piece of news away, because it's actually unavailable at the moment, even if you, you've been watching this and you've got a uh, Shopify site, there's not a lot you can do with it. It's just news at the moment. It looks like on the 18th of January, as it says on the screen, it's actually going to be coming. I presume they've got some sort of app store on the Shopify side of things, and you're going to be able to install that after the 18th It'd be quite interesting to see what the ui looks like and what can you know what can conception they've got of that compared to the wordpress side of things but i guess if the pie is bigger and yoast gets better as a result it, one thing that occurred to me was that um yoast according to the state of the word address from matt which happened and both mark and michelle were present at i remember at some point during that presentation he actually put a slide up showing the amount of contributions that had come from word uh, sorry from yoast mm-hmm. and aside from automatic yoast are actually in second place in the amount of hours people i guess i don't know what the what the exact number was but yoast came in second place and so the strength of yoast as a company uh, is directly related to the the WordPress project moving forward. So if their coffers get swelled by this and they decide to, you know, um, put some of that back into WordPress, all the better. Remember that at State of the Word, uh, Matt also talked about Gutenberg being something that will expand beyond WordPress as well. So it shouldn't come as a surprise <laughs> that other businesses are building products that expand beyond WordPress. So we also, I mean, there are, I can't think off the top of my head, but there are definitely <laughs> WordPress uh, plugins that also have SaaS versions. There are, you know, there are themes that, and, and things that, components that we use outside of WordPress already. So the growth beyond WordPress of some of the bigger companies should not be a surprise to any of us. Right. And Shopify, they've got what, close to 2 million stores? Wow. It's it's a no-brainer for, for Yoast to do that. Um, and I know that um, Shopify, when you apply to become a Shopify app, there are certain categories that you can and cannot join right now. Um, like we tried on the form front just to see if that was a possibility for WS Form because we're, we're mainly a big kind of JavaScript front end that we could apply to other platforms, but they weren't accepting form plugin. Um, huh. uh, uh, applications at the time, but um, I, I think it will work great with Shopify. Just you know, I built a few Shopify sites myself, and um, I think it will be relatively easy for people to implement and to manage. So I think it's a, a good move for Yoast. It's interesting as well. I, I think at this point they'll be thinking, "Oh, we're so glad we didn't call ourselves WP Yoast." Yeah. Just no rebrand needed. Just ca- yeah. just carry on as normal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So interesting news. Maybe at some point, like we say, Taco will come on. And um, with that, Jeff. Yet again, Jeff. Thank you. He's making the point that apparently they did. You're quite right. Um, make a plugin back in 2015. Drupal's market share, I think, has been has been shrinking. Um, sadly for that project since, well, since the last few years. But Taco did apparently mention on the WP, the Friday WP Hangouts that uh, they're going to have a Yoast merch store built on Shopify. So there you go. Right. Okay, let's move on. This is Joe Casabona. Joe Casabona. Um, I love this piece. I really like Joe mm. as, a, as an individual, as a podcaster. Mm-hmm. Comes on this show quite a lot and yeah. offers lots and lots of value. And, um, and he, he was he was well he was a bit of a quid pro quo in a way because he was very kind about um, the WP Builds podcast and, and something that he wrote recently. So I'm most grateful to him. He did a really nice piece. Uh, it's called the 2022, the year of retreat. And 
I will not go through all of it, but it's quite an introspective piece where Joe picks apart uh, his own year and berates himself for some of the things that he believes he didn't handle as well as he would have liked. You know, things like he, he talks about the fact that at the start of the year, he wanted to spend less time on his phone and he believes that he, he failed on that journey and various other things. But then it, it sort of ends with a, um, on a sort of more positive note where he outlines is, if you like, a bit like New Year's resolutions, the thing that he's going to do um, in the future. And it, it essentially it involves this idea of essentialism, just stripping away all of the bits and pieces, the, the things that he's repeating too much, like he, he says that he's been doing a little bit too many pieces of content each and every week. And so he's going to strip that down, concentrate on all the things which are going to benefit him in his business and so on. And so I'm going to spring this on you three. Um, have you guys got any New Year's resolutions? It doesn't have to be related to tech. Mine, funnily enough, is very similar to Joe's. I am going to try really hard this year to, to think very carefully, much more carefully than I have done in the past about what I do and try to manage my time a little bit, bit better. I'm going to really try during the course of this year to, to become a bit of a nine-to-fiver. Well, obviously, sort of being self-employed, that leaks in, that bucket is just full of holes. And, <laughs> you know, it, many's the day that I get to 10 o'clock at night and I'm still saddled to this computer for, for really no good reason on that, other than that I was ill-disciplined earlier in the week. And so my resolution is basically to go nine to five and try and constrain myself in that way. So can we do a little bit of a round robin? Maybe if we start with, let's go, let's go round Mark, then Michelle, then Ronald, if you've got anything to add. Any resolutions for this year? Uh, yeah, I think I'm almost in the same boat as yourself mm. and Joe in that um, I've realized that last year I was incredibly stressed with work, um, doing too many things at once and working too late. And uh, in all honesty, neglecting my family more than I should be. So mm. I've got two young children who are about to turn 10, 13, um, important times for their lives. And I want to spend more time doing things with them uh, and my wife as well. So yeah, I think it's it's time to, uh, and uh, the way I'm envisaging tackling that is just by removing some stuff from my life that is superfluous and, and not really necessary, um, and, and focusing on the things that I enjoy doing and, and make me feel good. Um, this, it's going to take a bit of work to yeah. make that transition happen because I'm juggling quite a bit at the moment with you know the WS form and, and my agency. Um, but it's it's the direction I'm going in is is to just make life a bit easier and, and really doing it for my own mental health. So nice, thank you. One of the best things about being a freelancer is you don't have a boss, and one of the worst things right. about being a freelancer is you don't have a boss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and everything just yeah. leaks in every direction, doesn't yeah. it? Sorry, well, Michelle. Yeah. Michelle does keep me in check. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Okay. Uh, don't tell us about, yeah. <laughs> you, you concentrate on yourself now, Michelle. Tell us, have you got any thoughts on this? Okay. Well, I have two goals and, and I have a resolution for the year. So my, my one goal is to publish a calendar for 2023 with a friend of mine um, of my photography and her writing for uh, for next year. Uh, my second goal is to publish a book this year that is a complimentary piece to the other book that I've written. Um, 
more of a journal for entrepreneurs and small business owners to move themselves forward in business. And then the resolution is I have resolved not to buy any URLs that I can't use within one week. If I can't use it, if I can't develop it, or at least begin to develop it within a week, as in I purchase it for a specific goal, I'm not allowed to purchase it. I can, however, tell other people how wonderful an idea it is and get them to buy it instead, but I can't purchase it myself. <laughs> That's a nice idea. I love the idea of a collaborative calendar, especially. That's kind of nice. I think collaborating mm -hmm. is a great way to kind of lock in the the fact that you're going to do something. I find I'm far more likely if I've committed to somebody else to get to see something over the finish line mm -hmm. than I am if I just say it yeah. to myself once or twice. Yeah. And I had somebody say, well, nobody buys calendars anymore. I'm like, well, you're 28 years old. No, you don't. But I there are those calendars. of us who do. I yes. buy calendars. Yeah, I think I as soon as, as you've got as soon as you've got children, I, I couldn't manage without a calendar. We've got like every yeah. bit of screed on the wall about what they're all up to. And if it was on electronic calendars, nobody would drop the ball so much. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Ronald? I still have a place. Well, every year we do we do it with the family. So we all get a little card and we write down what we want to do, like uh, go a place, uh, learn a skill, um, you know, and then also what we want from each other. So the kids write what they want from me. And um, so last year was, was a, you know, di didn't happen last year. So we, we, I want to carry on what we've started last year, which was work towards a four day week and have a bit more quality time whether it is it's with my wife or with with the children so i failed this year to do that um but hopefully now with a uh, change of um you know contract i can i can work towards that um but the other thing is is just more quality time i've got also kids you know uh, nine and uh, 12 so um planning a two-week sailing trip in the mediterranean around easter is a, is a big part of that just to build these adventures together because that's what the children want that's what they remember from the last few years so you know stuff work uh, let's focus on these these key moments that yeah. truly yeah. are memorable yeah can i come uh, yeah you can actually no, don't, don't because, answer that no, question honestly um, <laughs> we had a black friday deal on a on a charter and it's a massive catamaran with four double bedroom and it's only the four of us what so they do black calendar black friday deals on boats yeah <laughs> that's <awesome. laughs> oh that's it's great quite a bit of money yeah no, no I, I will leave you in peace you don't need me destroying your holiday oh how lovely though everybody's got something going on i kind yeah. of thought like new year's resolutions and all that was maybe a bit of a dying thing but apparently not um but thank you joe casabona for sort of inspiring that idea this... yeah great great piece actually i, I mean yeah because you share the link and it's very it's, honest isn't these, it yeah and there are a lot of uh, business owners that's come up with these you know beginning of the year a reflection on last year and i, I love reading them i think that you know the more honest they are the, the more admiration i have for them yeah, and what I kind of like is you just get a little bit of a window into somebody's life. And in and in this case, you know, it may be that they've had a fabulous year and you get the impression that everything's gone right. But in this case, Joe was very open about, you know, the sort of vulnerabilities in his year last year. And I, 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 like, I like that when people are able to display their vulnerabilities as well. So bravo, bravo to Joe. Very cool. Um, something else that's cool. This came across my calendar. I don't even know where I saw this, but if you are if you're making your WordPress websites and you let's say that you've been in in the game for a while and you know that there's a database, but you don't like to interact with the database or anything like that, 
then this might be of interest to you. This is Jeff Starr. He's got um, a company, and I don't know how many publications he's got, but he keeps linking back to Perishable Press. I presume that's him. I'm not 100% sure on that. But he's got this fabulous new um, ebook. I believe. I think it's a PDF download, I'm guessing. I don't know if there's a paper version. Paper would be hard because of the nature of what it is. But it's called Wizard's Collection. It's called SQL Recipes for WordPress. And it's kind of trying to bridge the gap between no code and hardcore developer. He's trying to give you some, some simple recipes for things that you might like to achieve um, by doing SQL. And I think really the point isn't to necessarily make you into... Um, a brilliant SQL developer, you know, it, the, I think the idea here really is that it just whets your appetite a little bit, shows you that certain things are really possible, gives you repeatable content that you can do. Um, and and from everybody that I know who's bought it, I know David Wormsley, who does the podcast with me on a Thursday, he, he bought it and he really raved about it. Um, there's 300 SQL recipes. It's all syntax highlighted. I'm guessing if it's a PDF, it will be copy-pastable. Oh, yeah, there you go. Copy-paste code um, available. You can get it in an ebook or PDF. 10 chapters, 200 pages, loads of notes and tips. And I just thought this was a really cool idea. We're going to talk a bit more about no code in a moment, but uh, I avoid this sort of stuff nowadays. Pretty much everything that I do these days is to, is through a plugin or a theme. And, um, and I feel like this might be a really good purchase for me to get my interest up again. I just noticed that last bullet point of a lifetime free book, ebook update. So that's a nice uh, yeah. in the... Yeah, lifetime license. It says free updates. Yeah, I guess if it's a PDF, there's not a great burden if you decide. The nice thing about this is not a lot is going to change, is it? You know, once you've, uh, it'd be very surprised if the uh, if the book changed massively over the next few years. But yeah, that is really nice. I think forty bucks is the price, and it says save ten dollars across the top here. I don't know how long this code's going to last. I've actually only just seen it. Uh, you can use the code WIZARD2022. So, and in fact, that's $30 as it stands at the moment by the sounds of it. What a yeah. great idea. I love yeah. this. I think it's, uh, I think it's, I, I have a folder on my computer with SQL, <laughs> little bits of SQL that I use yep. for WordPress. So I think this is a fantastic. And one of the things I liked in particular, and I'm going to buy this, um, they have a section on optimizing SQL um, for WordPress, as far as I'm aware. Um, what's really interesting is I was, I was working with a pretty big client of mine, and we moved their hosting from one hosting provider to another. And we had a consultant working with us on it, and he had a bunch of SQL that he ran on WordPress, which was indexing and other things like that, that really improved the performance of, of the site, things that you would hope would perhaps already be in WordPress, um, but for a larger scale website would be really helpful. And I believe they have an entire chapter on uh, or a section on optimizing WordPress. So that that really uh, was interesting to see. But I, th I think this would be a, a great resource for a lot of developers to have up their sleeves. Yeah, so I'm just showing the demo um, at the moment. There's a there's a free yeah. to view kind of list of the table of contents. So there's obviously the welcome section. There's a an in, uh, there's an overview of how SQL works. Uh -huh. um, then there's a then there's some recipes for. So chapter three goes into WP posts and pages. So it's things like finding any string in a post content, find all the password protected posts, replace any string in the post content. Then it moves on to post meta. 
um, WordPress comments, WordPress users, taxonomies, options, um, and then a whole bunch more recipes at the end. Um, uh, yeah, you're optimized. right. Look, there you go. Chapter 10, optimizing yeah. um, WordPress. Replace weird characters in the post content. Remove unwanted shortcodes from the post content. Delete revision posts and related metadata. Yeah, that's actually a really good one. That'll probably yeah. free up a lot of space on a lot of websites. Find and delete posts with empty <coughs> excerpts. I could go on. Uh, we're on... 209 uh, is the is the number of pages it looks like, and it looks like each one of those is bound to its own page. So there's 209 uh, at yeah. least. I think it said 300 on the on the post. And I think right yeah. at the uh, beginning of the book, it very importantly says back up your database before, oh, yeah. before you, <laughs> yeah. you try any of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one wrong this character. Back up. That is a good point. Um, Jeff, awesome Jeff. I'm going to call him Awesome Jeff from now on. He's uh, he reminded me about Jeff Starr's project back in the day with Chris Coyer. Can you remember this? He had a book called Digging into WordPress back in 2011. I actually am a, a proud owner of that, and I think if memory serves, whether or not that book is still under review or revision, I don't know. But it was the same deal. You got a lifetime deal, so if you bought it once, you got it uh, forever, and uh, and I've still got it. So yes, thank you, Jeff. For you know, I'm. I'm... I thought about it and I'm totally sold now. I'm definitely going to buy it because yeah. it is one of those libraries which is just so super useful to have. Well, you, you have it as a reference. Well, yep. 30 bucks from a bona fide good source of information. Jeff Starr yeah. certainly is mm -hmm. um, worth following on. I, I follow him on Facebook. I don't know if he's on Twitter or anything, but I follow his posts on Facebook. So I imagine that's where this dropped into my life, although it might have been David Wormsley. Uh, the website, I'll just give you the url it's books.perishablepress.com and then presumably if you go searching for things you'll you'll find it there's a shop books here but you're looking for the wizards collection sql recipes for wordpress and it's kind of looks like it's black and white brilliant stuff right in very much the same vein oh, i'll just hide jeff's comment and uh, oh, I'll just put Peter's comment up very quickly. He was saying, we're going back to the conversation now about, you know, decluttering your life and Joe Casabona's piece. He's saying he's got quite a few registered domains hanging over his head. So he's going to turn off auto renew for those and uh, let them, let them out into the wild. Let them be free. I did, the same, <laughs> I did yeah. that last fall and it was very freeing to do it. And then when I see they expire, I have a little twinge of, oh, what could have been. But yeah. Go anyway. <laughs> yeah. 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 Michelle, are you like me then? Do you have an idea that probably, in my case, probably will never come to fruition, but you have this kernel of an idea and then you immediately go out and buy the most suitable domain name? Nothing happens. And yet you still hold on for it for like two or three years in case that seed germinates and it never does, kind of thing. Let's just say that WPCatlady.com renewed twice. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> twice. Oh, that's before, great before i let it go <laughs> oh no no go and get that one back yeah, right away one. <laughs> <laughs> peak, i can lady. see I'm... some trading side between wordpress people they just <laughs> trade uh, michelle WP. i'm imagining that that url was to do with actual cats but instantly i had pictures of like superheroes in my head you know just... oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant no, i actually and i let 
I, I, you know, I'm a single woman. And so I thought it, the only people that really get me are WordPress people because I spend so much time in WordPress. So I had registered WPCupid.com as well, but I don't know how to build a, a dating site. So that one also <laughs> went back into <laughs> the general public. So if you, if you have any, I, I will be your first customer if you go out and buy that domain, I promise. Uh, but I, yeah. I did sadly let it go. There you go. And uh, Rob, Rob says he's let 20 go this this. This yeah. holiday season. Yeah, I, I, I must admit, I purged well. mine probably about a year ago. I, I don't think I had hundreds. I probably had a half a dozen or something, but same thing. No, but I had hundreds of dollars that I was spending yep. over the yep. course of a year, and that doesn't yep. make any sense. Yep. Okay, doke. Uh, let's move on. So, again, sorry, in the theme that we were just talking about a moment ago with uh, Jeff Starr's book, trying to encourage you to upskill a little bit. We have a really interesting piece. I don't think I've ever linked to a LinkedIn piece before. LinkedIn to me is a sort of walled garden where you've got to log in, but seemingly not. They allow you to publish things uh, as well. This is um, Anil Dash, who is the CEO of Glitch. I confess, I don't know what Glitch is. Maybe it's dead famous and I've just never heard of it. Really interesting piece. I don't know where we all sit on this. I know, Mark, I know your credentials here, and you can take it from one side, and I don't know what Ronald and Michelle have to say about this. But uh, his point is that maybe we've, over the last decade or so, perhaps a little bit less, people building words, WordPress websites, any websites, he doesn't specifically talk about WordPress, we've been encouraged to go down this no-code route where we are given a UI. The UI is so beautifully well thought out that we really don't need to understand any code to make a, a, a really decent attempt at a website. In fact, to the point now where I would I would really say that no-code websites are every bit as good as websites which are custom-coded. Anyway, with that being said, his point is, actually, can we just put the brakes on, pump the brakes, and put us in reverse a little bit? Wouldn't it be nice if people who are curious about building websites, so aka me and panelists here and and if we upskilled a little bit now i don't think he's trying to paint the picture that we all need to go back to university and get a degree in you know computer engineering i think he's going basically saying if you're curious about this stuff rather than perhaps going and finding a plugin why not see if there is if it's a simple problem why not see if you can figure out a way to make it your own code it get a little bit of help figure it out Perhaps you could even then open source that. And I just found this really curious. And the reason I find it curious is because there's, a, I think, a bit of a groundswell of this happening at the moment. There's a lot of people that I know who are at the point now where they've been using these no-code solutions for the longest time. And the, how to describe it, perhaps the enjoyment of it has disappeared. You know, they, they started at the same time as I did, where you had to literally write out the HTML, had to learn a bit of PHP. These tools came along, you decided to step off the PHP train or the JavaScript train and make it easy for yourself. But maybe there's a bit of fun to be had in learning it again. And um, maybe Mark, I'll just throw it over to you. Do you do you yeah. love this sort of stuff? Do you enjoy coding and getting into the nitty gritty and all of that? Does it give you a sense of satisfaction? It's it's my hobby. Uh, I've been doing it since I was five years old. You know, I was one of the old Spectrum forty eight K users, um, yeah, and and used to write code then. I think what I've seen, you know, having run an agency for the last twenty six years, um, we've gone from the days of writing machine code, low level code, to higher level languages, JavaScript. Um, to now this whole no-code environment. And it, it's 
it's really just been a natural evolution of trying to make using a computer easier and easier to use for people. Um, and, and I've seen that affect my industry. Uh, 20 odd years ago, when I was building websites, we had to write everything from scratch. We didn't have WordPress. We didn't have all these content management systems. In fact, I, I wrote one of the first content management systems and I wrote it for Sony uh, back in 1999. <laughs> um, because there was nothing out there to enable their staff to be able to maintain the products on their website. So we actually had to write that from ground up. So, but nowadays for me to build a website for somebody, the likes of Wix, the likes of, I mean, even WordPress has made that easier for people, obviously to, to build websites. There's just been a natural evolution for the industry. Um, I think it has had a positive effect in terms of enabling more people to join the space and to be able to build content online and, and publish content. Um, we use a lot of no code in WS form just because we want developers to be able to build complex forms very, very quickly uh, and not have to re regenerate that code every time, not have to, to reinvent the wheel. Um, but I still love getting my hands dirty with code. Um, I, I, you know, when, when I build a site for clients, I will use as few plugins as I possibly can. You know, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel and write a new form because there are plenty of form plugins out there. I'm not going to reinvent the wheel and build an e-commerce platform because there's an e-commerce plugin that, that does that. Hmm. Uh, but if there's a piece of functionality that a customer needs, I'll generally try to code that because it will be more efficient i won't have a huge library there just for a very small piece of code that will be on on the page um and i think it is good for people to, to learn how to go but i think you know reading this article uh, i'm not really aware of who glitch are i had a quick look at their website and it seems to be like a programming community so no code is probably affecting their industry because mm. less and less people are doing coding because you've got these no code environments out there but I don't think in any way no-code software is stopping people from coding. If, if they want to code, I think there's a such a rich library of information out there, um, tutorials, goodness knows what else online to, to encourage people to, to program. There are so many great products for children about how to program. I've tried it with my children. <laughs> you know, have a, have a go at coding. Um, so I don't think no-code is preventing people from doing that. Um, I, you know, I, if anything, I think it's just increasing productivity and, and making using the web a lot, lot easier. It's just, it's just been the next natural evolution in uh, in online and programming in general. Mm. It's nice that um, you are able to open the uh, the bonnet uh, and see what the code is like. And if you're curious and you want to dive a little bit deeper, that you can play with it and add something or take something away. And that then evolves into doing a lot more. And then like Mark is saying, um, maybe replacing a, a plugin with, with a bit of code. And mm -hmm. I think that's, that's a really good way to introduce people to code because it doesn't stop you from creating the website or the, the business website that you want to create. Um, yeah. But it does allow you to, to customize things if you, if you really want to, if you are eager to do that. I think that's one of the plus sides to WordPress is it's open source. Uh, all the plugins are open source. You can go into any plugin and have a look at how it's been built. Um, 
some of the other platforms, you know, like like the Wixes and the Shopify, you can't really see that code behind the scenes. But with WordPress, if you are curious, you can go in there, have a look and see how they've done it and learn, uh, you know, what's under the hood as well. Mm -hmm. Anything to that, Michelle? I mean, I only learn code, number one, that I need to, or number two, that I have interest in because I'm not my, you know, that's what I wrote. I wrote a whole article about why I decided to develop my little plugin that's in the repo because I just wanted to understand better about what happens with coding um, and with development and what it takes to put something into the repository and all of that. Um, in a presentation la uh, last month at WordCamp uh, Taiwan about that whole adventure of mine. Um, only to discover that I probably will just stick with the little CSS tricks that I need and continue to use a lot of no code because that's that's my level of wanting to be involved and needing to mm. be involved. Um, and then when I need other things, I just have so many people at my disposal to to get help from or to hire. Yeah. And you know, so it's just I think it's a great idea. I also think it just depends. Obviously, I'm not his audience necessarily, you know. And and people like the painter I talked about before, the house painter, is not his audience. It really depends on who you are and where you sit as to whether this makes a lot of sense for you. It's really interesting in in the UK we we call the first set of schools that you go through primary schools. And the primary schools, when I went to school, there was this BBC computer. Every school had this BBC computer, and it basically sat in a in a cupboard because all the teachers were afraid of it um, mm -hmm. because it was very expensive and it was likely to go wrong and nobody was trained and so it never got used. However, if you were lucky enough to be at a school where there was a teacher who did get it out of the cupboard and use it, it would appear that it launched a lot of careers. It was a very groundbreaking machine that yep. was widely available, and and it just sparked that sense of curiosity in children. Fast forward sort of 15 years where Microsoft had come along, the whole primary curriculum had changed to the point where they were now being taught never, ever, ever how to code anything. They were being taught how to consume Microsoft products largely. It was how to use a spreadsheet, how to use Word, you know, just introducing them in, into the, the menu options really and how you might put a tiny little bit of a macro into a cell or spreadsheet or something. And then, and then about, I don't know, about eight or nine years ago, this little Raspberry Pi computer came along, which seems to have sparked the interest again. Mm -hmm. And now the, the, it's flipped right back to where children of a, a very early age are being taught how to code, you know, with simple little tasks to begin with, often driven with kind of like fun cartoon-like uh, apps on mobile platforms but it gets increasingly more difficult i would imagine there is a groundswell of kids who are about the age of coming out of school fairly soon who are going to blow us away with what's possible they're just at that point where they're you know 16 17 mm -hmm. heading to university they've been taught how to do this stuff and I, th I think we're on the cusp of something really cool yeah a lot, a lot of those educational programming uh, products that I've seen are still quite high level though. They're they're kind of drag and drop conditional. Um, so you know that the ones that I've seen with my children anyway don't have a lot of kind of hands on coding on them. There's there's a lot of uh, you know drag this from here to here and do conditional logic using a user interface and it's still doing the coding for them behind the scenes. Um, but I agree with you that the Raspberry Pi thing has been really, really popular. Um, it's basically a little 
Linux computer um, that you can do pretty much anything with. And I think all these products are great for, for teaching kids. We, we need programmers for the future, that's for sure, uh, to, yep. to keep, keep the no code alive. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so. well, that's the interesting point, right? If you're using WordPress and it does what you need, I wonder if there's a, a whole bunch of people for whom it just works and they're not, they're, they don't need to know the code. No. No. But given that given the opportunity to learn the code, they would welcome it and they would enjoy yeah. it and they would thrive on it. But because it all just works and it ties together and nothing breaks, well, most of the time, they, they <laughs> don't even realize that there's a there's there's fun to be had in there. So anyway, really curious idea. It was um, mm -hmm. Anil Dash over at LinkedIn. I will obviously post the, the link in the show notes. Yeah. Um, Ronald has just nipped out for a couple of minutes. He says he'll be yeah. back in a moment, but I'll just put Rob Cairns Interesting comment up. Rob's saying he's actually got a programming background and he now prefers the no code. He thinks it's a good idea for everyone to learn coding so you understand how computers work. Yeah, and that, that is the endeavor in the UK, at least anyway. I think I think the government have decided that coding as a as an industry is is a very valuable one. And it was one yeah. that was being basically missed out upon. So in the UK at least anyway, that's become a, a bit of a priority. Right. Uh, and Ronald, Ronald's back. Hello, Ronald. Welcome back. We're um, we're just going to press on actually because we're sort of running short of time. We've got about another twenty minutes or so left. Uh, a guy called Kev Quirk, who is uh, in the UK. I just thought I'd raise this. This is really interesting. Go to simplecss.org. Uh, Kev um, is a cybersecurity expert. I hope I've got that right, Kevin, if you're watching. And, um, but he, just, he fiddles with all sorts of web technologies in his spare time. And uh, he's obviously got a bit of a bee in his bonnet about the, the bloat, as he describes it, of big um, CSS libraries. So he's decided to rein one in himself. And this is just really for those people out there who like lean, simple websites. He's got simplecss.org. The whole thing comes in at a whopping four kilobytes. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not going to do all the things, as he says, that Bootstrap does. But it does basically everything you'd want to do if you've got a simple, largely simple text-based websites with, I don't know, you might want a block quote or you might want some headings and some paragraphs and various other basic things. But really, this is me just hat tip to Kev. Thank you for doing this. I just think this is really cool. It could easily be used in your WordPress website, and it literally comes in at 4K. Nicely done. Anybody? Mark? Yeah, um, I like this. It's, uh, you know, we were talking about people learning how to code. This is actually a nice little simple CSS. Library. I didn't segue that very well, did I? I should have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, as an afterthought, it is actually quite a nice transition because what, what this is is a classless framework. So there are no classes you have to use in your code in order to style anything. He's basically styling all of the core HTML elements, such as a header, footer, UL, block quotes, uh, figures, and things like that. Um, just a nice little library to get you started, really. And obviously, CSS being cascading style sheets, you can cascade your own styles on top of this to make it look how you want. So It's really nice. Really yeah, nice. just nice and clean. Yeah. And anybody that writes spoiler alert in an accordion that 
opens up to say, you smell, gets my vote. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to do is look a little further down. You could see what it was, but yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. It was You're going to click here, it yeah. first, of course. That's right. Uh, just a really nice little project. So hat tip to to Kev. He's um, he's made some comments uh, in the past. We infrequently communicate on Mastodon, and it's really nice. Uh, really like it. Okay, just moving on. Um, I just found this quite curious. This is Patchstack WordPress, well, largely WordPress. Uh, it's a firewall. It's a plugin for WordPress. They're security-related. Um, they got this new idea in their most recent version of the plugin. It's, it's security through obscurity, which isn't always the best way of doing things. In other words, hiding your WP login page is not going to keep people out if they really know what they're doing. But they've got this interesting notion. They've come up with uh, an idea of security through obscurity, and it works like this. You go to a, a predetermined URL, which is now your unique login page. If you visit that URL, presumably it's some garbage, just pseudo random noise, um, then your IP address will be whitelisted for 10 minutes as able to log in. So in other words, if you never disclose that quirky URL, hopefully nobody will ever get hold of it. Hopefully it'll never be discovered. And it just adds a tiny little bit. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. I, I I always recommend to our clients that we just completely IP block the login uh, for WordPress. But for right. a lot of people, that could be a little bit technical to do. Um, we usually do that on a front end with something like Cloudflare or a firewall. But uh, this is a nice alternative solution to that that gives you that temporary login URL. Um, I'm curious to know how you get that. URL. I hope the URL isn't emailed. But. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if it's part of the plugin in the back end. I'm imagining yeah. there's a string which is revealed to you somewhere. Yeah, maybe. I don't really know. If Oliver Sild is listening or does, in fact, listen, let us know. But uh, yeah. all it says is access to the wplogin.php is completely blocked, not hidden. The only way to access the login page is to access a secret link after which the IP address is whitelisted. You will then be allowed to access the login page to log in. So you've got 10 minutes, basically, to get it right. And if you lose... If you lose that unique URL, maybe you're toast. I don't. Well, presumably you can go and, you can go and uninstall uh, Patch Stack with F, you know SFTP or something like that. But yeah. anyway, there you go. Just hat cool. tip to them for something a bit different. Yeah. Uh, an offer, a deal. I've I've never used this. This feels like uh, Ronald's territory again. I don't really know. It's a it's a thing called WP Funnels. It's on AppSumo. Uh, caveat emptor. You know what? How these things can come and how they can go. Uh, it's a it's a funnel builder for, which goes I think sits on top of WooCommerce and um, it's fifty nine dollars for life. So I just thought I'd mention it. Ronald, anything here? I think you're muted. You're muted. You're muted. It's the word. It's the phrase of twenty twenty one. He's not muted. He's actually thrown his mic away. You're going to have to use semaphore. <laughs> Or smoke signals, or if you've got a Davy lamp, would you know happily do the the Morse code? Shall I come back to you, Ronald, when you figure that no, out? No, I've, I've switched. Oh, off you got these, it. Uh, these pods. So oh, you're back. You're back. He's back in the room. He's back in the room. Um, yeah, uh, WP funnels. I think it's it's a good way to get started, but it's uh, you know to to get some inspiration on how you know to build out a funnel. Um, but I'm I'm not quite sure if I like the terminology that they use, like sales bump and so on. I think it's sometimes it's off-putting and a bit too commercial in terms of, you know, I, 
working with customers, if you, if you use this sort of terminology, they go, oh, no, our customers wouldn't like that. Um, but actually, if you if you explain what it actually means, then they they do see the value in that. So it's a um, yeah, it's sort of a, a double sided thing. But you know, for business owners, it's probably a useful tool to get started. Well, a fifty nine bucks for a lifetime deal. It certainly certainly felt like it was worth mentioning. So I will do that and then swiftly move on. But That's I'm going good. to pay. I'm not going to go for this. I'm going to go for the uh, SQL uh, hack. So. Okay, if you've got, if you, yeah, if you've got 60 bucks burning a hole in your pocket, you're going to buy two copies of the sequel. Uh, <laughs> and not this, yeah, yeah. Buy, buy one and give it away and buy one for yourself. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Do you know that would be really an interesting segment in each of these shows if we gave everybody a virtual $100? What would they buy this week? Yeah, do it. Uh, there you go, Ronald. You've, uh, virtual, you uh, said? Yeah, only virtual. Oh, yeah, yeah, damn it. <laughs> uh, this week, by the way, I bought I bought these things. I didn't didn't. Shall I just show you these? These are kind of fun. They're called nano leafs. Check this out. Uh, look, they're um, they're hexagons made of like this laminate wood effect. Actually, let me just put that. You can't see anything, can you? Look at that. Let me see it. And they they just That's sort of ripple ripple lights around. Look. That's what I see. Connect my them to, to your mood. Or yeah. To so, okay. So, the, <laughs> like, this is in any way on topic, but here we go. This is called warmish white. That's not warm in any way, is it? That's like <laughs> runaway white. Uh, this is ambient white. I've, I, the problem is, I've got the light on too bright, so I can just turn it down. It's to called you alien right encounter. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's right. And then this the, is kind of cool. The first one can... was where Where were you on the night of the twenty second? That's right. Yeah, yeah. The interrogation. That one's called. Uh, but this is fun. Look, you can you can make it so it listens to your voice. So if I let me just turn that down a little bit. If I speak, they will change as I speak. That's about the most unexciting thing you've ever seen on the podcast. <laughs> Anyway, that's what I spent my money on this week. It's called Nano Leaf, and they're quite There you fun. go. There you go. Yeah. Now, now we'll get on to the real meat and bones. <laughs> We're on to user-created stuff this week because I didn't put these next few pieces in. This has come from the guys, uh, either Mark or Michelle in this case. So first one up is this one. This is A11Y dash 101.com so a11y dash 101.com and this is mark i think what's this all about yeah so i like making stuff accessible um for two reasons making it accessible to people that may have trouble uh, accessing stuff on a web page but making stuff accessible is also just great for usability as well and um there are a lot of websites out there that describe what you should do and how you should make page elements accessible to people. But this site actually shows you how to do that. Um, and I stumbled across this when I was looking at the main A11Y website. Uh, and I was looking into how to make SVG icons accessible oh, right, uh, to yeah. people. And this has some great code examples in it that talk you through how best to do that. So if you click on development on the left-hand side, um, and then maybe click into some of those other sections. There's quite a lot on here, but checkboxes. Um, here we go. There's a checkbox. Yeah, so there you go. So it shows you how to what what attributes to put in and and what a company in code you need to make different elements on a page accessible. So it, it's just a nice um, a nice resource for people if you're looking for 
code examples of how to make your site accessible. This is a great resource. And then there is actually a main A11Y website as well. I forget what the web address is, but if you Google A11Y, it'll come up. Um, great resources uh, for web, web developers. This is cool. It's not only it not only makes it really easy to find what you want, but in, I don't know if it's in every case, but the two or three that I've done so far, they give you a, I don't know what this little video is going to show me, but presumably it'll tell me reasons why it needs to be yeah. done this way and how yeah. it's to be done. It's so easy to consume. Yeah, nice. So that's a11y.com. No, a11y-101.com. I'll link it mm -hmm. in the show notes. Yeah, that's very, very cool. And then we got one which is totally related to this, but this one came from Michelle. I don't know if it was a coincidence or if you two were in cahoots, but um, this is Beth Hannon. Tell us. Yeah. <laughs> tell us about this, Michelle. It's called Resolve to Have an Accessible Website in 2022. Yeah, so Beth is um, you know, amazing with accessibility. Her team actually volunteered. They gifted uh, underrepresented in tech.com an accessibility audit, which we were able to implement almost everything on the list uh, to make sure that the website, your website is as, is as accessible as possible. And so she's put together a great article here on ways that you can resolve to have a better, more accessible website. You know, there's all kinds of statistics and it depends on who you read and where you read, but you know, up to 25% of the web needs some sort of, or users need some sort of accessibility. For me, for example, I make everything bigger because I'm, my eyesight isn't as good as it used to be in large part due to the internet and being online yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it has to solve its own problem. Right. But um, you know, even, even things like, um, you know, uh, nursing mothers who are trying to do things and holding a baby with one hand still have to deal with some accessibility issues, right? So it isn't always about people with um, physical disabilities and, and uh, long-term disabilities, but just the fact that there's so much that we can do for every site to be better for every user. That's really cool. The um, She's actually... I, I, bet i don't know forgive me i don't know bet but um there's a link here also to join the wordpress accessibility meetup um mm -hmm. i don't know where that's going to take us to let's have a little look where's that going to end up that is I'm going to meetup.com meetup <laughs> yeah yeah forward slash wordpress dash accessibility dash meetup dash group as you yeah. might expect yeah cool um wow 433 members next meeting is next tuesday on the 18th of january so maybe i'll put that in the show notes as well that's kind of yeah good. yeah two two coincidentally accessible related things and the mm -hmm. next one <laughs> as if this wasn't ordained to happen so this is a website <laughs> called ws form i think mark might know something about this but this piece is written by somebody called michelle frechette and i think michelle frechette might know something about this <laughs> what's going on here how have you two got into cahoots and writing for one another that's nice you can so start I, the show. Okay. You wrote it. <laughs> I did. Well, Mark um, WS Form is one of the sponsors for WP Coffee Talk. And uh, I always want my sponsors to do well in the world. So I reached out to him in the fall. I'm like, hey, do you need any help with anything? Can I help you a little bit around uh, Black Friday? And so uh, he created a, um, uh, not Hootsuite, was a Buffer account. And I was, and just kind of like gave me carte blanche. So I kind of went and started tweeting and posting. <laughs> for him and then I was like hey we should do some more with your with your blog what if I wrote this article I really want to write this anyway and he's like yeah send it on over and so um 
so that's how that that all came about a lot well, of it is, um kind of yeah, has kind of has a bit of a call back to what we were talking about earlier we were talking about our own personal um new year's resolutions if you like and this yes. is website resolutions for 2022 mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. you go through the the eight things uh maybe there's more but you've sort of settled on eight things at the beginning that, right. that you think your website should have uh and accessibility god it's all like meant to happen this week isn't it look number six mm-hmm. of which is accessibility and you've got a whole boatload more links down there one of mm-hmm. which i've just put on the screen because mark mentioned it uh, privacy policy, contact form, ratings, testimonials, about us, social links, favicon, and of course, the meat and potatoes of WordPress, a blog. The, uh, well. the website, <laughs> uh, the, the article started out as six things you should have, and then we kept talking about, oh, we should add this and we should add that, and suddenly it was eight things. <laughs> yeah, nine things, you need a live stream. There you go. Number nine. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, on the screen from Amy Letson, she, uh, she's just chiming into what we were talking about, about bet saying if you haven't caught a presentation on accessibility by bet keep an eye out she's so good i feel i'm gonna have to really put some of these links in the show notes um as well at the end but yeah that's a lovely lovely bit of a of coincidence that's really nice having you both Mm -hmm. on the show today and uh here we go the last wordpressy related thing again michelle you're you're up for this one the um I, i don't even know what a twitter conference is but post status um, organized by you, I think, Michelle, are having a Twitter it conference is. later in the year. What yeah. what even is that? What even is a Twitter conference? Sure. I'd never heard of it until about two years ago when um, Phil Barker and Pat Lockley through Pagogi and Hey Presto created um, a Twitter conference a few years back. And what it is, is it's a really great way for people who might be um, – stage shy they don't want to like be on camera and do those kinds of things to be able to kind of share knowledge using a hashtag that identifies the conference throughout the day and so what we're doing is on may 24th from nine to five we will be having two presentations every hour so the first half hour uh the first 15 minutes of each half hour will be one tweet a minute from the presenter and then the second 15 minutes of every half hour will be q a and discussion about that topic so the idea is that anybody can go to this post status twitter conference uh, on on post status and apply to present i keep saying speak because i'm so in like but you're not actually speaking oh you could right so you could um record 15 one minute presentations if you'd like and present your your um, information that way you can present simple tweets you can present slide decks um however you want to do it but uh the idea this year at post status our theme is give grow together and so special you know consideration will be given to anybody who can work that into how they are uh, what their presentation is and then and you can if it's a very sensitive subject i will even allow you to present anonymously from um a word uh, from a Twitter account that you can spin up for this, but I still at least need to know who you are so that I can vet and make sure that I'm putting together the best case um, scenario for the entire day. And so, yeah, so we've, I I actually spoke with Pat and Phil, got their blessing. They have decided, I see I spelled organizers wrong. I'll be going in and editing that, (laughs) but, (laughs) but, um, well, you know, 
but um i spoke with them they they had said i just want they wanted to give me a heads up they weren't going to do it any longer and i said do you mind if i take up the mantle and run with it not doing exactly as they had but but running with that same concept and and i had their full blessing and so i even pilfered from their website with with attribution of course so that i didn't have to rewrite and re um invent the wheel but I'm super excited about this. And some of the presentation applications have started to come in to uh, through the website. And I'm super excited. If anybody has any questions, they can hit me up on, on Slack. They can hit me up on Twitter. I'm happy to answer any questions, um, even vetting some topics if people want to talk through some of those ideas. Nice. Thank you. So all happening on Tuesday, the 24th of May from 9 yep. o'clock. And if you go to the uh, the URL, it is poststatus.com forward slash poststatus Twitter conference, each word separated by a hyphen, then you will be able to sign up because there's a form on that page and you can use that there to get is. yourself signed up. Yeah, thank you, Michelle. It's not a WS form. I'm sorry, Mark. It's, it's I was just going to do the in this Yeah, I know. <laughs> I I, by the end of this week, the the um, WPCareerSummit.com will be live, and that does that will be using WS Form. So if you want to see a WS Form in action with lots of different bells and whistles included, you can go to that site. Hopefully by the end of this week, I will absolutely post that to Twitter when it comes live. Very nice. Right, a couple of things, nothing to do with WordPress. If you like music, free music, I came across this. It's called archive.org. I'm sure you heard of that. Archive.org forward slash details forward slash George Blood. Um, apparently, 312,574 78 <laughs> RPM records have been digitized by George Blood. I, I'm guessing George Blood... I mean, is that an individual? If so, how has he got the time to digitize 312,000? I mean, literally, that's like seven years of your life or something. Um, yeah. But if, if you're into free that's music, quick, it's a long time. Right? Maybe he put them onto like 3,000 RPMs and then digitally slowed it down. Who knows? But it's completely free. Came across my radar this week. I just thought, you know. Even cylinder recordings, like the original cylinders. Yeah. That's oh, George, George George Blood is a company. Uh, that's what I thought because it says George Blood LP. LP. But I wondered yeah. if that was for long player, <laughs> yeah. you know, like the original, <laughs> like the original LPs. I didn't know. Um, anyway, free music. Who doesn't Amazing. like that? Yeah. I mean, look at it. There's a laundry list of good stuff here. There's I, Billie look at Holiday. that first one. Who doesn't want to hear Fido is a hot dog now? I yes. have to go in and listen <laughs> I to that one later. Fido is a hot dog now. Um, you've got <laughs> Billie Holiday, uh, Glenn Miller, Louis Armstrong, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, wow. I think I saw Bing Crosby and some various anyway tons of stuff on there totally free we love this kind of stuff and last but by no means least i thought i'd do this one i didn't know mark was a photographer until about an hour and a half ago but this this is for him as well but i put it in here for michelle because i know she's into photography this is just some beautiful photographs uh, that the guardian the newspaper in the uk have put together uh, apologies <laughs> to those of you who are listening but the photographs are brilliant you really should watch the live show and <laughs> you know you might get a chance to see them but just like 15 look at that i mean what are the chances Beautiful. of you catching that picture it's a picture of what looks like a lifeboat under the moon and it's almost like steven spielberg set this scene up to illuminate the mm -hmm. lifeboat there's nothing else going on there's pictures of um, La pa is it La Palma? La Palma in um, the Canary yeah. Islands that got deluged okay, by man. ash during this past year. Uh, there's some fairly harrowing ones of COVID, but there's also Tom Daly, the Olympic gold medalist diver who does <laughs> knitting. 
prior to diving, and there he is doing his pre-dive knit, which is quite fun, the storming of the capital in the US. This beautiful picture of somebody Stunning. out on a raft with a great with a couple of whale sharks literally mm -hmm. inches below their feet and then a bunch of nutters standing around a <laughs> volcano as it's about to consume them just a beautiful picture sad one slow. of a of a mountain gorilla there and then some you know some political ones as well but just absolutely fabulous these images mm -hmm. really nice so i just thought i'd mention that. where's the horse is that, oh, oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Mark, the horse on the merry-go-round. Oh, I can't believe it. I feel like such a fraud. Where's the horse? Here it is. Mark's favourite. It's coming. I promise you, it's coming. There. there it is. <laughs> how how did this picture ever happen? It, for those of you who are listening, it is a picture of a horse basically suspended at about 20, 25 degrees, almost as if it's being swung on a merry-go-round merry ride. <laughs> Just, but there's nothing to give it context. There's just a completely no. blank sky with a horse. Someone, just... someone decided just to lift horses that day. <laughs> I want this the horse. Army. Like, Can somebody turn me around? I want to go the other way. Yeah. It's like, like what me. Iron Man does in his spare time, you know, just go horse swinging. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know the um, the photographer. I can't pronounce his name, but I love the fact you can tell he's not from the US because his understatement is wonderful. I suspected it might make for a nice picture yeah <laughs> it is absolutely beautiful isn't it a horse being swung around in midair that's it on that bombshell we're going to end it this week i'm absolutely delighted to have had uh you guys on this week so we've got mark from ws forms michelle from literally everywhere um and ronald who is well i don't know where's the best place to reach you let's go one at a time let's start with ronald What's you the can best google one? slack Twitter, but yeah, I think I'm I'm doing a lot of do the woo stuff now, so that's probably a good way to connect. Um, Brilliant for the time being. Yeah, do the woo podcast uh, with the legendary, silky legendary. silky voiced Bob Don. Uh, go and check that podcast out, and you'll hear Ronald on there. Michelle, best place to reach you? Meet Michelle dot online. We'll give you links to everywhere that I am. Thank you very much. And lastly, Mark. Uh, wsform.com on Twitter, ws underscore form. Uh, and my personal Twitter is at Westguard. Thank you very much. Right, we've got to do this slightly humiliating wave thing that we do at the end of each week. So if we can all manage to, there, we've got everybody waving. We're all waving. It's very good. Thank you very much. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, I'll have you guys on at some point in the near future. That would be really nice. Yeah. But for now, bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye.